Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. All right, so as you know, you listen to this show. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Well, how do you know that? You're going to find out today because what's ringing in your ears is actually ringing in the room with me right now. Now, for those of you who are familiar with mental health awareness in general, you might recognize some of the big name advocates. Of course, our very own Charlemagne the God, um, more recently, Anthony Anderson, even rappers such as G Herbo have been being more vocal about mental health awareness and mental health efforts. Well, we have our very own big name advocate here at the Black Information Network. Her name is Esther Dillard, and she's been championing an effort called Black, Autistic, and Safe. She's here with us today to talk more about what's been going on. This, of course, is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. Welcome to the show, Esther. How are you doing? Oh, I am so happy to be here and to, to talk to you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Of course, and it's good to have you. Obviously, this is very important. And we've been running the PSAs on the show all month promoting Black, Autistic, and Safe. So for folks that don't know, maybe this is their first um, introduction to this effort, uh, explain what is Black, Autistic, and Safe. It is a four-part series where I talk to people who are on the spectrum, who are um, adults that are autistic, as well as advocates and parents of those who are on the spectrum, talking about their concern for a national conversation about police reform Mm -hmm. and how police should be trained across the country. There should be a national standard across the country that gets police to understand the nuances and understand how to uh, interact with those who are on the autism spectrum. And um, many of the parents that I spoke with felt like that is one of their main concerns. Now, the second thing that Black Autistic and Safe addresses is mental health. And that is because some of those who are on the autism spectrum may have a mental health episode. And when police are called 
often they criminalize the behavior and those who are on the autism spectrum who have a mental health episode may in turn be uh, severely hurt or perhaps even killed. And in the series, I address one of one of the young people that were on the autism spectrum uh, in the Chicago area uh, who was unfortunately killed after being um, told to uh after being told after his parents called police when he was having a mental health episode. Okay. Okay. Now, um, why is this an effort that you're championing? Is there a connection that, you know, I'm, I'm missing here. You know, this, this seems like something that. Go ahead, please. It's a personal thing for me as well. Okay. That makes Um, sense. Okay. One of the personal things is that my son is, um, um, has been diagnosed on the spectrum. He is um, what you would consider um, what I, what some in the in the autism community would call low support, mm-hmm. uh, and that would be sometimes what they used to call Aspergers, those who um, often are very highly communicative, can deal with a lot of different things um, well, but sometimes have some social uh, interactive issues and things like that. Okay. Those on the autism spectrum have a spectrum or wide range of um, abilities and disabilities. And some of them, the challenges are social interaction and being able to communicate well. Um, Low support needs are those who are usually those um, who have maybe more difficulty talking, um, communicating, um, being able to uh, do some of the things that uh, a neurotypical person can do easily, which is, you know, handle a lot of things, go to the bathroom, you know, communicate with people on a regular basis and be able to do things that are um, that, uh, but that doesn't mean that they are even mentally deficient. They may just not be able to communicate the same way or as quickly as you can, you and I can, Got they it. may need other supports, higher support. So Got there's it. lower support versus higher support. Understood. Yeah. I I figured that there might've been some reason that you were uh, maybe it's a degree of passion, um, or maybe it's just the amount of knowledge that you have, but there had to have been some connection there that isn't immediately obvious, but that makes all the sense in the world. Now, I wanted to ask you why you felt that this series was necessary, but now I can kind of imagine, I still want you to talk us through it, but being the mother of a black Inside. child, right, who is also um, on the autism, autism spectrum. Um, and then having to report on stories of police shootings of often unarmed black men. And in what our estimation is over here, uh, unnecessarily ending lives. Um, there's an intersection there. And I want you to talk us through what it feels like to sit at that intersection where maybe you, I don't, don't let me answer for you, but maybe there's a particular vulnerability or maybe there's, there's, there's some, some culmination of things that I guess uh, resulted in this effort, uh, black autistic and safe. I will tell you as my son got closer and closer to being a teenager and he's growing a lot taller and a lot bigger and his voice is getting deeper. um, These are things that, are definitely something that crossed my mind a lot mm. because um, as a mom of a 
a son who is on the spectrum, you always are concerned whether or not um, he may be stopped by police and what he will react, how he will react and whether or not he would run or be too scared. And then they see that as a sign of aggression or a sign of of guilt and um, take it out on him. So those are things that often cross my mind. And I wanted to talk to other parents about, you know, what ways in which they kind of prepare their kid, because it's a little bit of a different conversation that hmm, the talk <laughs> that a lot of black children go through where their um, parents talk to them about how to respond when it comes to dealing with police department. Yeah. That's a little different with those who are parents of children on the autism spectrum because right. they're, sometimes their responses may not be something that um, are typical that a, a, an officer may um, see regularly and they may then think that that's out of sorts and may think that that's suspicious or that may be something that uh, needs to be, you know, immediately handled with aggression. And so those are the things I wanted to talk to parents about. What do you do? How do you prepare your kid? What do you say to them? And a lot of the parents have told me that pretty much that it's a kind of like you, you role play with your kid. You, you um, talked about them, you know, you tell them, you give them kind of a script, tell them how to respond and what you should do. And and you go through it on a regular basis. This is not something that's a one-time talk. This is something that has to be kind of reinforced over time. And um, I wanted to hear from parents. And then as I began to talk to them about that, um, that th some of those responses were very interesting. And I was like, you know what? I think this is something that more people ought to hear, especially seeing that the population of our country and around the world is growing more brown. Yeah. And yeah. uh talking to a psychologist who, who told me basically, you know, we know that the CDC says one in 36 children are now being diagnosed with autism. Um however, when you take that into account and then you put more black and brown folks into the mix, that means there's, there's going to be more black and brown children that are diagnosed with this with autism. Right. Uh, within the next 10 years, it's going to be more than a million teenagers moving into adulthood and those on the autism spectrum. That's according to Autism Speaks. So that means that there are going to be a lot more that you see and that may not identify publicly or you may not be able to visually see any differences that you say, oh, that might be, you, you know, and that they may be on the autism spectrum. So these are things that I think that parents and advocates are saying, you know, we need to start, you know, banging the drum a little bit louder and yeah. say this is a issue and that it needs to be a national conversation. And it needs to be something that our lawmakers are taking into account when they're talking about police reform on a national scale. Sure, sure. I was going to ask, and I, I think I know the answer. Um, you kind of alluded to it, but what is the response to the series been like? So far, I've gotten a a few responses here and there on yeah. on social media saying that they they really appreciate me um at least bringing light to it mm -hmm. i've gone on i'm i've joined a lot of different autism um groups on facebook and other things and um even 
the groups that are not necessarily focused on African-Americans or um, people of color have been open and more responsive to me. Um, in the past, I have found that talking to uh, those who are in groups that are predominantly white autism spaces, mm -hmm. um, they kind of kind of had that's kind of a pushback, blowback kind of thing that like, we're all the same, but I think that more are understanding that they're with this particular dynamic of people of color, especially when we're dealing with um, law enforcement and how they view African-Americans, those who are not on the spectrum, then you throw that in and you put the spectrum on top of it. There's a lot more that, that we as a community have to deal with and sure. they're recognizing it and saying, you know what, you have a point. Let's, let's address this because in the end, it helps everyone, whether you're black, white, green, blue. Yeah, absolutely. So um, for folks listening to us today, what can they do to lend their support to what it is that you have going on? Well, I really hope that they continue to listen to um, for the next few weeks, uh, the uh, especially on Sundays, the Black Perspective at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m., as well as the Black per, uh, the Black Information Network throughout the next few weeks, we will be putting on um, shorter pieces through the week. And then um, on the weekend is the longer um, uh, piece that I put together for each week. Right. Um, and then also, you know, try to support your local um, autism groups and try to find those who are uh, similar to color of autism and uh, other groups that are that deal with those who are communities of color and the autism um, spectrum so that you can hear what um, some of their concerns are and be able to you know, support them by writing letters to your legislator mm. um, and and making sure that people are aware that this is something that has to be addressed because as I said in the next 10 years you're going to see a lot more adults and people entering adulthood that are on the autism spectrum. And uh, if you don't have police understanding this, then there's going to be more people hurt. Sure. Well, uh, you're an inspiring person. You already knew that. And um, I absolutely appreciate what it is that you're doing. Uh, thank you as always for coming on the show. And of course, thank you for what you're doing with this series. Once again, today's guest is Esther Dillard of the Black Information Network, and the series is called Black, Autistic, and Safe. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I am your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. And join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice, from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.